Hi, everybody. This is Jeff Murgy, your host for Bold Brands, a podcast presented by Bold Metrics that focuses on innovation and technology in the apparel e-commerce space. We speak with the founders and CEOs about the challenges they face and how they use technology to grow and scale their brands. For today's Bold Brand Podcast, we have Rom, the founder and CEO of Silk. Simply put, Silk is a quality inspection service and freight built into one, primarily focused for the fashion industry. Rom, thanks so much for being here. You know, we've talked in the past. I'm a huge fan of what you guys bring to the industry on the technology side and very excited to have this conversation. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you very much for having me. It's amazing to be here. Could you give us just a brief introduction on yourself and, you know, what Silk's role is in this industry and how you're you're unique in the space, really? Absolutely. Silk, essentially, as as you pointed out earlier, Silk is a quality inspection service. We essentially have people on the ground in major manufacturing economies, like in China, India, and other markets. Uh, Where we go into the factory, we have boots on the ground. They use technology. They use our mobile applications that as initially trained and certified, they're, they're, they're trained and certified on to go to the factory, perform inspections at the factory. We go and typically doing inspections at the pre-production sample stages in line at a final inspection stage, mm-hmm. uh, giving customers visibility to what's happening before the product gets out of the factory. And eventually from there, we also manage the process of moving the cargo seamlessly delivered to the customer's warehouse in the US and Canada. It's very intuitive when you put it together saying, hey, I'm buying products overseas. I need to make sure what I'm getting is what I ordered. Right. Making sure it arrives on time. That is the problem we solve right. for, for brands buying merchandise overseas. So I used to, I spent some time with a large apparel player and, you know, we had large offices in different countries we manufactured. And really, it seems to me what you're doing is kind of providing those types of services, but to companies that don't have those resources. Is that, is that what you would say? Exactly. I mean, the key word in your statement just there was the large companies, large right. teams, large, large businesses can afford it. Today, it's not anymore only large companies who are selling merchandise today, right? right. It's, it's the theory of having many players at the same time. And same because average D to C brands today do two million, five million dollars in business. These are the companies that are actually catering to the vast majority of the market. And these companies don't have people and resources on the ground. This is a very intuitive business. Anybody right. in the panel would tell you that it's a very personal relationship-based business. You need to be working very closely with your suppliers in order to be able to achieve the level of quality, compliance, and on-time performance in your supply chain. And that's what we bring to the table. Uh, We use technology to make the service all the more effective. We use data to tell us, hey, this is the risk that you should expect when you're making a product like this. Or this is the risk that you should expect when you're shipping from a particular part of the world. And all of that is backed by data. Right. So... I mean, you kind of hit on it. You're you're doing so much. You're, you know, the manufacturing support, sourcing, boots on the ground, inspecting products, even the freight side of things. And you've, I guess, been able to scale this because you've built it in to kind of a easy to use platform, right? Can you, were there, talk about the challenges around doing that? 
Yeah, absolutely, man. So the thing is like, yes, you're right. The scope is vast, right? Yeah. You're talking about sourcing, which, you know, is you, you have Alibaba, which is the, the big daddy of sourcing. Right. And then you have sourcing agents who are, you know, uh, you have the Lian Fungs of the world, and then you get into manufacturing, which is the factories itself. Mm -hmm. And then you have QA, QC, which again is a behemoth, is a billion dollar industry in and of itself and shipping. But to put this all together in one place, it, it makes sense for it to be seamless across all of these transactions. The handoff has to happen seamlessly. And the secret of making this work lies in the way on how we layer these services in. Mm -hmm. It has to be one at a time and once, you know, for each customer. So we, we cannot put the cart before the horse. You need to first yeah. be able to deliver a service to the customer that is of value before you're starting to layer in additional services on top. We started out very simply as a QA, QC service. The thought was, and, and, and the thesis for us was very simply that if you manage your production really well, if you had really good insights into what's happening at your factories and goods getting ready on time, then essentially shipping becomes easy. Right. That's the thesis we got into. That was 2020 of April when I started the company, right as the pandemic was raging. Up. Yeah, I was going to say. Curious exactly. I mean, <laughs> literally, yeah, quite literally, the day I started the company was alongside a major shipping conference. And uh, I was about to board my flight when I got an email saying the conference is canceled because of the pandemic. We nevertheless started the company the same day saying, hey, you know, what better time than now? Right. Because now nobody can travel. Yet people needed products. Everybody yeah. needed 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 the, the products that they've ordered to ship out. Mm -hmm. So there was all the more need to kind of build more trust with your suppliers in a remote environment. So how could you do it without, you know, being able to travel? Yeah. It made a ton of sense. So we we got in that space, did a ton of QA QC in, in China, India, Vietnam, Indonesia, all these markets. And what we discovered was there is still there's a, still a lot left to be desired. Right. When it comes to finding, you know, a manufacturing partner. Mm -hmm. And we got into sourcing for a handful of brands. We did, we did, we helped a lot of brands migrate from, let's call it, you know, a single source strategy to a dual source and multiple source strategy. So if right. you're doing it just in India, you wanted to go into Vietnam and Cambodia and China. If you're doing it just in China, you wanted to do it in other markets. We enabled a lot of that because mm -hmm. what we bring to the table is we enable you to build trust with your suppliers. We put people on the ground, make decisions quicker, allow you to essentially uh, move shipments seamlessly. Right. And that, that is how we started. So we got into sourcing as a byproduct of the pandemic, very simply put. Yeah. And shipping was ultimately where we wanted to be. Personally, that's my background as well. Okay. I've spent 10 years in shipping prior to this. And it was always my intention to basically maximize the utilization of containers moving around the world. Right. Talk about sustainability, talk about everything else. If you took every container that came into the port of LA, all of those containers were only filled 67%. 23% of the containers come in empty on average. We did this wow. at Flexport when I was there. Maximizing utilization of those containers is going to be critical. The only way you maximize utilization is by predicting and planning shipping efficiently. The way you do that is by putting people on the ground to do QA, QC, and using that data, plan your shipping. Sourcing and manufacturing tend to be in just ancillary service that a lot of customers yeah. and we, when you support them. That's interesting. I never really knew that stat. And by, you know, making that more efficient, you guys are having a huge impact on sustainability too for your clients, right? Absolutely, right. I mean, you need, consumers today want a lot of things. 
per dollar they put down, right? It's not just about buying a product that they like. It's also about making sure the product is sustainable, making sure that, that it's manufactured in a safe and humane environment. The employees are compensated, making sure that is done right. We have boots on the ground enabling these brands to make sure they're buying from the right, they're trading with the right partners. Yeah. And then moving on to making sure that you're shipping and utilizing your resources efficiently and there isn't a lot of waste in your supply chain. All of that is what ultimately contributes to sustainability. It's not just about, you know, being organic cotton and everything. You need to package right. this whole thing together. I recently saw a, a, a you know, partnership between Allbirds and Adidas, mm-hmm. where now the shoes literally show the carbon footprint. Yeah. It literally tells you what is the carbon footprint of that product. Right. That is the future. Yeah, that's awesome. And something we're really passionate about at Bold Metrics too is, you know, like reducing returns. You don't have to ship stuff multiple times. Exactly. Well, you know, we're working on some creative ways to kind of monitor what that impact actually is to the environment, to educate our brands and really get that type of information on sustainability reports, which today are mostly just what fabrics are used, what chemicals are used and exactly don't take into account kind of the shipping of stuff. So are most of your, you know, when you're working with a new or an apparel brand, are you... Is it mostly helping them get started or do you work with, I know you work with some established brands and I don't know how long you've worked with them, but you know, are you kind of coming into them as like a better solution to the systems they've had set up in the past, or maybe they're having issues with some of the things you solve and they can kind of go to Silk to help solve that and give them data around things and really kind of, I guess to me, I would see it as like a huge peace of mind that they have now people over there, like seeing how things are being made. If something's dual sourced, is it consistent, you know, between the two factories and stuff like that. But I'd just be curious on how, you know, what's driving companies to come to you guys. Yeah. Great question there, by the way. You know, we all know fashion brands today are facing an unprecedented level of headwinds. You have problems ranging from, hey, we need to make a brand more sustainable. We need to Mm -hmm. run more efficient. We have very thin margins. And you're facing, I think the biggest change that's also happened in the last couple of years is that there are no more just four seasons in fashion. Right. Companies like Sheen have disrupted that universe. Brands, companies cannot take 45 days to develop a new product. 60 yeah. years to develop a new product. You need to be churning hot products quicker. There have to be multiple drops throughout the time. That's the biggest value that customers really come to us for is like, hey, how do we make our supply chain more resilient? Managing quality compliance and on-time performance happens in an extremely low-cost environment. You're sitting, right. you know, literally, you know, millions of miles apart, hundreds of thousands of miles apart sometimes, and essentially trying to build relationships and make sure you're moving things quickly. Moving things quickly does not happen without a lot of trust in the supply chain. Yeah, That's where we come in. So brands come to us essentially saying, hey, we are right now producing in, let's call it China, for instance, and we're, we're manufacturing these products in China. We would like to, A, increase our assortment, B, increase our options, be able to move quickly into new markets, okay. uh, both for buying and for selling. Okay. How can you help us be compliant? Like, say, for example, we want to sell into Europe. We got to be more compliant to be able to sell into Europe. We have a number of boxes to check. Help us do that. We have a plan in place. We, have, we help our customers get there quickly. We help our customers develop products that are more than four seasons. I mean, frankly speaking right now, we work with customers who have essentially up to 12 seasons, 12 drops in a year. Right. Uh, that's, that's literally a, a drop every month. 
which means that you're developing a wider assortment, giving them the capacity that they previously did not have within the resources that they have on hand, utilizing shared resources, utilizing silk teams on site to work with factories to develop products quicker, utilize the same fabric into more different products. All of that becomes a lot more easier and more importantly, also planning your distribution. You cannot just have one single distribution channel. You cannot be only selling on Amazon. You need to have your own brand. You need to have a retail strategy. Right. Have to, and, and all of those means you have added overheads because you're going to have to bring your inventory into LA, put it in your warehouse and distribute it to 10 different players. Right. We're trying to help you do DC bypass. You don't have yeah. to do that anymore. Sitting in the factory in China, our teams can help sort and segregate, give you the same unit efficiencies by shipping this in our consolidation network. So a typical customer, for example, one of our customers is a very, very big Amazon seller for children's clothes. We manage the production for them in India. We essentially from there distribute into Amazon facilities, into Target facilities, into their own fulfillment warehouses. And you don't have double touch. You're minimizing the number of touches. You're minimizing the number of rejections and damages and during transportation. And all of this ultimately leads to an improvement in their bottom. Got it. So, you know, we have a lot of founders of apparel brands that listen to this podcast. If they wanted to get started with Silk, like what's required from a brand to create a successful partnership? What information do you need? Like what's the onboarding process look like? Very simple. The onboarding process, we're trying to make it as low touch and make it easier for these customers to work with us very simply, right? So typically right. our customers come to us and say, hey, here's a PO that I'm about to place with a factory in God knows where, let's call it India for this matter, right? Yeah. We then turn around and say, okay, for us to be able to do inspections and manage this production efficiently, this is your total inspection cost and this is your total shipping cost. This could yeah. be up to 90 to 120 days out. This is when you're placing the PO. This is when the, this is not when the goods are going to leave. You have a rough idea when the goods are going to leave. Well, Silk has a better idea because we've collected this product heuristics for for, for years now. We've yep. worked with several brands. We've done millions of SKUs at this point, chasing production, chasing inspections. We've essentially enriched the global HTS code database with other sets of data. Now, for yeah. example, every product in the universe has an HTS code. We essentially have used that HTS code as an index and we've added databases, data such as how long does it take to make this product in China versus India? Mm -hmm. What does a finished product look like? If you have 500 units of this, what is the weight and volume and size of the shipment? Right. All of these heuristics have been built into the database and this makes it easy for brands to essentially get started with us. Just tell us what you're manufacturing and we'll tell you how much it's gonna cost you to inspect it, how much is it gonna cost you to ship it. So there, to do that, you're giving the, the brand is giving you kind of the product information tech pack, let's call it, and yep. getting feedback on that from you. So within the brands, like who are you typically in the most communication with? Like what roles? We typically work with folks in the production, product development and logistics space. Any of those three titles is typically where we come in. And those are the people who are adding the most value to making their lives, bringing most certainty in their lives is what we do. Got it. And the people in those roles, is your software platform, because you have a software platform, right? Of course. Yeah. Has that kind of become their, like, do they use that for their product line management or is it more just like a platform to see kind of where production is? Like I, I haven't actually seen what info you're showing the brand. So I'm just curious. Absolutely. 
So again, it goes back to the initial thesis I was telling you, right? This isn't yeah. so much a technology problem, but more so of a data problem. So right. we put all our emphasis on making sure we're acquiring data yeah. that actually can lead to really, really valuable insights. The data platform, the, the, the technology platform that our customers log into allows them to see their entire time and action calendar. So we, we've essentially built a web report of our time and action calendar for these customers. We built it by HTS code. So if you're trying to make a t-shirt versus a hoodie, it has a different web report template. It right. gives you exactly saying these are the 12 steps in making this hoodie right. And these are the checkpoints when Silk will go in to inspect the merchandise and essentially use that as time is the definition of success over here. Yeah. Cost and compliance and quality are all dependencies that are impacted by time. That are all impact time. You're going to spend more money, you're going to hasten the process. You're going to spend less money, you're going to slow down the process. That's just the way it works. So time is a leading indicator on our platform. When customers log in, they see everything from the perspective of time. How long is it going to take me to get this done? Got it. Each task, it could be product development, production, it could be shipping. Very cool. It's been a huge year for you guys. You raised over 17 million. Huge congrats there. I'm curious to know, you know, what your plans are, what you can share as far as, you know, how you're going to use that investment and grow the company and what your thoughts are for the, the future of Silk. Absolutely. This kind of goes into something that I, I spent a lot of time on over the last two years <laughs> where the, the hardest part of, you know, starting a company is resisting the urge to boil down the ocean. Uh, you want yeah. to be everything for everybody. You you want to you want to pick and choose, and you want to make sure that you're you're setting yourself up for success. We're we're grateful for the investor confidence. We've had amazing investors, F Prime, which is backed by Fidelity, and and, and Flexport, are one of our biggest. And my alma mater, are, where our lead investors in the last round, yeah. both of them believe in the future of 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 how transportation has to be transformed, uh, the role that data plays. Flexport is a technology behemoth. They've invested billions at this point to technology, uh, where we fit in perfectly into the mix is that we bring data from the ground. Uh, so that's where we're going to continue to invest a lot of the money in. How do we enrich that global HTS code database I told you about and right. use that database to be able to power decisions for shipping, power decisions for inspections, and essentially help customers decide what's happening in the supply chain. That's where most of the money is going into investing in building technology, building platforms that allow us to acquire data at a much faster pace and use that data to make more intuitive decisions. That's where the money is going to. We're also focused on expanding categories. We're going into other verticals as we speak. We've already expanded into home goods. We're going into hard goods as well as we speak. And that's kind of what's going to be our future. Awesome. Well, congrats on all the success. And I... Really love what you guys are doing. If I had my own apparel company, I would definitely use you because I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I didn't know kind of the stuff. That's literally the first thing I say in sales calls is like, hey, the definition of success. Because I mean, in, in similar ways as Bold and us, right? We both have the same problem. When we go in on day one, it, it's not when the customers are going to see the value. They have to do an entire production run. In right, our case, yeah. they have to see the entire production run, run seamlessly. That's when they're going to see the value. In your case, they have to sell through that entire production run to realize, yeah. yes, I did see a material drop in returns. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, the, the promise I make all my customers is with us, you should sleep better. If you're yeah. not sleeping better, <laughs> then you know what? We failed. And that's the yeah. standard we hold ourselves to. I might have to use that next time I'm on a sales call. You bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy to share the, happy to share this. Well, yeah, thanks so much for joining our uh, Bold Brands podcast, Ram. It was great to connect on this and really wish you guys all the success this year and in the future. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. I've really appreciated it. Thanks to the team. And we look forward to you know staying in touch and working with you guys. Thanks everybody for listening in to another episode of Bold Brands. Check out our podcasts, this episode and others on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is your host, Jeff Murgy, signing off on another episode of Bold Brands. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to Bold Brands or share it with someone that you think might enjoy it. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thanks again for listening.